Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. It's the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering you to live well, live fully, and love deeply. And now, here's our host, Speedway Pierce. Thanksgiving to all of you in the U.S. and Canada. Here's hoping you had an amazing Thanksgiving and that your clothes still fit. For everyone outside the U.S., consider yourself fortunate that you don't have an excuse to eat everything. Welcome to this. I hear Barbara laughing. Welcome to the Speedway Show, an idea exchange empowering us to live well, live fully, and love deeply by improving the quality of our personal, professional, and spiritual relationships, if not our waistlines. This is a continuation of the Moments to Be series, with today's topic being titled Attitude of Gratitude. Barbara actually came up with this title, and I thought, what a fantastic title, Attitude of Gratitude. To catch past Moments to Be shows, visit thespeedwayshow.com, click on Episodes in the top navigation, and then click on Moments to Be. Now, because it's Thanksgiving season in the U.S. and Canada, it is a time when many people reflect on what they are grateful for. And I'm hoping that this isn't the first time you're thinking about this all year long. Gratitude is defined as the concept of being thankful, seeing the silver lining in every cloud, even when there seems to be nothing but gray in the sky, paying attention to the simple pleasures in your daily life, appreciating the good things that you have and experience. So Barbara and I decided to do this show on the role that gratitude does and should play in our lives. And uh, as I said, hopefully many of us are uh, in the habit of reflecting. You've heard Barbara talk about this on past shows, on reflecting daily on what she is grateful for, and this is not going to be a completely foreign concept to you. And uh, as I've said, to me, uh, with me today is a returning guest and regular on the show, Barbara Hoffmeister, Amazon.com best-selling author of the To Be book, which is more fully titled, To Be or Not To Be, The Choice Is Yours, because it truly is. She also authored the Moments To Be audio CD. You can pick both of them up on virtually any of the episodes with Barbara, uh, in the Moments to Be uh, series on com, You can also get both directly from Barbara's website, barbarahoffmeister.com. And you can also get the To Be book uh, on amazon.com. In addition to being a best-selling author, Barbara is an internationally renowned speaker and expert on the topic of human growth. In the last few years alone, she spoke to over 15,000 people, helping them get their dreams back and the courage to make them come true. Barbara, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much, Stevie. I'm always uh, flabbergasted 
by your introduction, you know. I think, oh, my God, am I going to live up to the expectations now? <laughs> She's putting them so high. So I will do my best for sure. And happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I've had one Thanksgiving, Stevie, in, uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. I spent it with some friends of mine, my first oh, experience. You? Of uh-huh. Thanksgiving, and it was, uh, I loved it because I love these family gatherings, you know, I love family gatherings. And mm-hmm. so we had the whole family of my friends uh, were gathered there in this uh, nice big house that my friend has, and you are right, we were eating like nonstop, I mean, I mean, <laughs> this was, the turkey was the biggest bird I've ever seen in my whole life, it was crazy but the good part of it was that we played games i love playing games you know when families together and you play games and board games or whatever we made an excursion to the mountains and this was quite funny because we went to the mountains i can't remember what the town is called uh, near georgia somewhere not too far and it mm-hmm. was very beautiful but then we ended up in this bavarian looking town thing <laughs> and oh. of course, for for me as a German, it's quite funny to go to a foreign country and then see something that is supposed to be Bavarian, and it, it was quite funny. It, uh, yeah, and they had a Hofbräu house and you know the whole thing. So we had a beer and it was interesting. I loved it, and I do love these things. In Germany, we have only one uh, festivity like that, and that is Christmas. Oh, when we okay. eat too much and when the whole family gets together and, you know, oh, yes. the most important uh, family gathering of the year is Christmas here. Mm-hmm. And we don't party like you do, you know. We don't party. We we just have this quiet time together and appreciating each other, which brings us to our theme of today, appreciation and gratitude. Well, that is interesting. You know, I've I've always, it, when I was married, I, I was always suspicious that Thanksgiving must have been created by men because what typically happens is the women all cook. And especially if you're hosting, you're doing most of the cooking. And uh, the guys, you know, they come, they laugh, they giggle, they sit around, they eat too much. And then after dinner, they sit around and watch football while all the women clean up. And so I used to think, you know... <laughs> This isn't much of a holiday for me. <laughs> and so now that I'm and, – and it was fun, but now that, I'm, now that I'm not married, one of the things I've taken advantage of is the right not to cook. And so instead of going to somebody else's house and saying, oh, let me bring something to eat, I, I decided, you know, I'm going to do something completely different. So this year I'm going to Hawaii for Thanksgiving with my girlfriend. <sighs> And um, so we are going to leave. We leave. Uh, we leave the Friday before Thanksgiving, and we come back, actually, the Thursday of Thanksgiving, and um, so that evening. And so I thought, this is fantastic. Somebody else is going to cook for me this week. <laughs> that sounds so, that so one of great. The I mean, that I... Here in in Germany, we have well fall weather, right? It's it's good weather, but we have a lot of fog, and I live next to a lake, so mm-hmm. here we definitely have a lot of fog. And when I think that you're going to Hawaii, I mean, oh, my God, you know, oh, I want to yeah. come with you. I definitely well, want to go. I would take everybody with me because it's supposed to be in the 80s, which is, so it's going to be pretty hot. 
And um, coming from, you know, Minnesota is not, it's not the worst place in the world in the winter these days because we haven't had any snow and the East Coast has had a ton of snow already. But um, it'll be a nice getaway for the week. So that is one of the things I'm I'm grateful for because I've always, all my life, I've wanted to go to Hawaii. And for one reason or another, it never worked out. And um, this time I just put my foot down and I said, okay, I'm going to visualize, visualize myself in Hawaii this this year, and so I'm going. So now let's, let's, let's talk about this attitude of gratitude. So in your mind, Barbara, share with us what, um, oh, you know, I forgot. Um, okay, for all of the listeners, <laughs> we always talk about this life manual, and I would suggest that you wander around the website and um, go to the About Us section. It will tell you all about the life manual. And um, Barbara doesn't read one, so I'm going to ask you, Barbara, what is your philosophy of spirituality? Uh, It's not as if I don't read one. It's just not my regular reading thing, you know. There's a big difference, I think. I did read most of the religious uh, scriptures, actually, from different religions, you know, from Buddhism, from Christianity, from uh, Judaism a little bit. And uh, also from uh, Islam. Why? Oh, so because you've read, a of life, you've read a lot of life manuals, actually. I have, yeah, but not, you know, I haven't studied them in all detail. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how it is in, in most hotels, uh, you find a Bible, and yep. sometimes you've got no other book with you. <laughs> so you pick you up the it? Bible, <laughs> and you read it, and you find interesting stuff in there. And for me, spirituality is within. For me, God is within. It's within me and within within every single person on planet Earth and with every uh, other person that might be elsewhere on another planet. Uh, that's where the spirit is. My spirit is connected to the spirit of creation. So I don't know how to say it any, any different, really. It's, I feel that I am part of creation and therefore I'm part of the creator and mm-hmm. I believe in this oneness concept that we are all connected I mean it's already proven scientifically that we are all collected because we are all energy nothing but energy so we are all connected definitely but spiritually I also believe that we are all connected and that uh, the light is within every single one of us, the love is in every single one of us, and for me, spirit or, or, or the creator, higher powers, whatever you might want to call it, God, is, uh, is love, mm-hmm. and therefore, yes, uh, it's within us, and <laughs> if we could all accept that, we wouldn't have to have all these stupid religious fights and terrorism and all that stuff. That takes religion as an excuse. Well, this is true, and I would agree with you because one of the things, if you, um, for those of you who read the 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 Bible as your life manual, you will know that one of the things that Jesus told the disciples is that the reason, the way that you will not be deceived by people who come and say, "I am God," no, I am God. Is you know he said do not do not fall for those who say look there look here you know because the kingdom of God is within you, 
and uh, you have to go within in order to connect. And um, if if we believe that God is spirit and we are made in his image, then what you say is exactly true, Barbara, that we are all connected because we are all part of the, we are all from the creator and we are all part of creation and we were created in the image of God, which is, you know, our, 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 the spiritual energetic context of who we are, right? So I would echo that and I would agree completely. And, um, yeah, we still find reasons to fight, you know, even within the same, even within the same religion, people fight. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't get that. Uh, I, I see that, for instance, in the United States, it, it springs to the eye of a foreigner, especially when you enter the, the towns or the cities, mm-hmm. you have, I don't know, dozens and dozens of church congregations. <laughs> and they all have different names, you know, Methodist and Baptist and this and that yeah. and that. And it confuses me, you know, because we have Catholic or Protestant pastor. <laughs> That's about as far as it goes here. And uh, <laughs> and if they have different names, like Lutheran Church or whatever, it's still Protestant. So, you know, it, it makes no difference, really. And in the States, I noticed that there's a lot of... Uh, um, there's a lot of churches, first of all, and then there is uh, also... There seems to be, it seems to be taken very seriously. You've got to be with that, uh, with that community if you really believe in Jesus. I think, hey, you know, let's be a little bit more flexible with this, because Jesus was love. The Creator is love. Always has been. Always will be. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get upset because we go one Sunday to that church and another a week to another church. No, it has to come from within us, not from outside a building, you know, inside a building. That has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the real spirit and with the, with connecting with, with whoever you believe is your God, you know. Whatever for you is higher powers. Just needed to get that off my chest once. <laughs> well... Thank you, and it's true because Jesus was neither a Catholic nor was he a Protestant. He just was, right? And he didn't come and set up a church and say, you know, here it is, here's the place where you go, and here's the doctrine that you must follow. He just came and he said, this is how you should live, and you should love one another and love God, Mm -hmm. and those are the two most important things that you do. And then, you know, we came along and created all these other things. (laughs) And made up all these other rules. Yeah, and, some, but, and um, quite often it creates pain in people, you know. It creates pain, it creates uh, misunderstanding, and it creates wars. And I think that's terrible because it's exactly the opposite of what religion is all about. Religion is about peace and it's about love. And we are creating that stuff. You know, all the all the wars that have been going on for centuries, uh, you know, for nearly 2,000 years, <laughs> or this even more true. when you go back before that, because, you know, they had different deities before that, and and they were also fighting wars over them. It's just our excuse. That's all it is. So let's talk about this concept of gratitude. Share with us, you know, in your mind, what does it look like, and why does it even matter what a person's attitude is? Wow. 
attitude makes all the difference. <laughs> I made all the difference in life, all the difference, and I really mean that with capital letters. If we have a positive attitude towards life, if we look at life and expect the best, this is what we're likely to get. If we have a negative attitude towards life and we expect things to go wrong and we expect people to um, to rob us, for instance, or to mug us or whatever, then this is more likely to happen to us. And I can tell you, my I, I live in the woods and I have one single neighbor. And before I left to Spain a couple of weeks ago, I was. Uh, I told my neighbor that I'm going to be away for so many days so that he knows, you know, there's nobody here. And he said, well, you want to give me the key? He's not a nice person, so I don't want to give him the key. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's just proven that over many years. I know him for a very long time, and he's just not a good person. So I don't want to give him the key. And, and he said, yeah, but what, you know, shouldn't I have a look at your house. I said, well, I've been living here for three years now, and I've never given you the key, you know. I mean, you never looked after my house. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah, but what if somebody robs you? And I looked at him, and I said, you know what? It'll probably I don't... be you. <laughs> yeah, very likely, very likely. I said, you know, I don't expect to be robbed. I've not been robbed in my whole life, and I do not expect to be robbed now at age 60. I just do not have that attitude. I don't have that, that you know, I mean, I just don't think about those things. Mm -hmm. But when I left, I thought, hmm, this doesn't feel comfortable, you know. <laughs> Normally, I don't worry about this stuff. I don't worry about it. Should it ever happen, then it's nothing I can do about it. Then it has happened, you know. So what? What would it help if you had my keys after it happened? Minus yeah. the data to let it. You know, so anyway, what I want to say with that is is the expectancy that you have of your life, whether it is your daily expectancy of the day ahead or your life expectancy, will make uh, have a vast impact on how your life is run. My yeah. niece, for instance, she has a super positive attitude. She just expects the best to happen to her. She's very confident. And she is so lucky, you won't believe it. I mean, she's just so lucky with anything she does. It just sort of comes her way. Everything comes her way. And her grandma always says to me, she says, I don't know how she does it, you know, but things just happen for her. She doesn't do much to get all this. I said, yeah, that's because she has that positive expectancy of her life. She just expects the best to happen to her. And, and that's what makes it much more likely to really happen. And so the attitude makes all the difference. And, of course, to have an attitude of gratitude, that's even better because then when you are grateful for what is in your life, then you open the doors for more good to come because you already appreciate. Appreciation for all of us is extremely important. If, for instance, if we would do this radio show and nobody would ever listen, we would not feel appreciated, right? Right. We would think, well, you know, after a while we would stop doing it because we would think, well, why should What's we, you know, 
yeah, why should we make the effort? What's the point? Nobody wants to. And if you don't feel appreciated, then you're not willing to do that extra little bit more that is necessary to excel in life. And so appreciation for every single one of us is important. Of course, we need to learn to appreciate ourselves. And this is why to have an attitude of gratitude again is important and makes a difference. Mm -hmm. Because when you can appreciate what is good in your life, even on a bad day, (laughs) when you can see some good happens to all of us on every single day. I remember when 9-11 happened, I was speaking to a friend over the phone. I was so shocked. I was totally, you know, I mean, pretty spaced out. And Mm -hmm. I was speaking to a friend of mine in Germany, and he said to me, you know, Barbara, no matter what happens, we will still continue to live, and we will still continue to love. And I thought, that's true, because, you know, you can see that from the war zones. People continue to live their life. It might mm-hmm. be uncomfortable for a while, it might be painful, but they continue and they look forward and and they make the best out of the situation and fortunately we have that ability, we human beings. But today, because we live such an incre- extremely wealthy and well of life, I mean, compared to, you know, of humanity on this planet that really have to scrape to have water and and a bowl of rice every day, we in the Western world live with a lot of luxuries and with a lot of comforts. And if we start to appreciate that, then we are open to receive more, and we all want more, you know, more of the good stuff. (laughs) This is why an attitude of gratitude in my eyes all important makes all the difference. I agree. Well, well, talk to us about relationships. How does gratitude in our relationships make a difference, especially those difficult relationships that we would be inclined not to feel grateful for? <laughs> well, if let's say you have a difficult relationship, if you can't see the good that is in the relationship, then I recommend that you think about, you know, breaking it because why should you, and a lot of people do that, why should you stay in, in, in a relationship that is not satisfying? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean break it at first at first uh, challenge, you know. I mean, that's definitely not how relationships are built up and how they work. But I see that people are staying in marriages, for instance, that are abusive, where one person, uh, you know, really tries hard to please the other and the other one just sort of keeps kicking them and, and, and sometimes even physically abusing them or verbally abuse can be just as painful and just as bad. And people stay in that because it seems, well, it's what they know, so it's what they got to know and got to feel okay with because that's the way it is and they don't move out of that. So, people, please, if you are in such a kind of situation, then really think seriously, take a piece of paper and write plus and minuses of the relationship. What does it give you? What is the benefit of staying in it? The real benefit, not just financial security, maybe, 
you know, might be easier. No, life is not easy when you're constantly full of fear and when you're constantly abused. That's for sure, 100%. It makes a difference if we can... It makes a difference if we can see the good in the other person, you know, and actually be aware, consciously aware. This is why to have an attitude of gratitude, I think it's it's such a great thing because you are constantly looking for the good in the day, for the good in the other person that you're spending time with. I can see some good in my neighbor, you know. I mean, he's got a lot of good points. I just know that he is a crook and that he's stolen a lot of money from me over many years pretending to be my friend. And so now, to protect myself, I stay away from him because I could be charmed into you know, into his environment again easily because he's mm-hmm. a very intelligent, uh, uh, interesting personality, but I don't. You know, Now I know I had to learn the hard way. But I can see the good points also that he has. And uh, I think if we if we look for the good in our relationships, but without closing our eyes to what is not working, because ignorance is not going to help us at all, you know, in a relationship, especially if we ignore that things are changing for the worse and that they're not working anymore and that, uh, you know, there's too much going wrong and it's adding up and it's adding up and it's adding up and we're feeling worse and worse and worse. And we think, yeah, but I've been in this relationship for 10 years and I can't leave now. You know, I've invested 10 years of my life. And good for you that you have invested those 10 years because you've made lots of experiences that you could not have made without this relationship. But maybe today it's time to move on. I don't know. But, you know, give it a look. I mean, really check it out. I see I see women especially that are complaining about their husband. You know, mom, mom. But then you tell them, okay, so why are you staying with him? Oh, I don't know. I just got used to it. And I say, is that really what it is? What if he would go tomorrow? And then you can see the panic in their eyes. You know, you can see that they don't really want to let him go. And they are not that unhappy with with him either, you know. It's just uh, they got so used to nagging and complaining that they cannot see the good in the other person anymore unless that person is taken away from them. And we've all probably made that experience when somebody passed away that we loved. Even so, sometimes we had a hard time with them. You know, now they're gone forever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now we can see, wow, you know, I miss him for this and this and this and this and this and this and this, and this reason. Yep. And this is what an attitude of gratitude gives you in the lifetime, not when they're gone. But right now, you know, you can see what is good and you can appreciate what is good. Well, with that, we are going to listen to one of your clips, one of your moments to be. And uh, let's take a listen to this one. Hi, this is Barbara Hofmeister from BarbaraHofmeister.com. It's a moment to be. In the last moment to be, we talked about having choices. 
Well, when we discover something's gone wrong in our life, again, we have choices. We can complain, we can blame, and that's what many, many people are doing. They point the finger at the outside world, at their friends, family, spouses, society, their bosses. However, all this blaming and complaining makes them a victim. They are totally powerless to change it. You can't do anything about the situation, can you? Because it's them that are creating it. So as long as you think the problem is out there, you will look out there for the solution. The challenge with that is, as long as you blame someone else for your problem, they have to change in order for you to have what you want, and that never works, never. <coughs> because as long as you play the victim, you feed the victim. And it shouldn't surprise you if the universe sends you more opportunities to be one. Because what we focus on expands. So make the choice to be accountable, to be responsible for everything that happens in your life. Take that responsibility. Because then you are in power. Your life is in your hands. This is Barbara Hofmeister from barbarahoffmeister.com with the moment to be. I personally really like that clip because it encapsulates so well everything you just said about the, the when you give the example of women who complain about their husbands all the time. Barbara, what did you... Um, uh, share with us what your your thoughts about how that clip ties into this concept of gratitude. Well, <clears throat> when we conceive what is working and what isn't working, we are taking responsibility. If we complain and if we blame and point the finger at other people or at society or at uh, our government, we're really good at doing that. <laughs> and. You know, or at our neighbors, like I did earlier on. So that means that we give the power away to that other person because it's their fault, therefore there's nothing I can do about it. And that, of course, is totally contrary to the responsible life that uh, you and I speak about all the time, you know, that we to be really fulfilled, to feel really happy with our life, we've got to be in charge. We've got to take responsibility. And that means I have the ability to respond, responsibility. I have the ability to respond. That means I'm not a victim. Uh, that's, that's big for a lot of people. If they grasp just that one concept, you know, that they are not the victims. That, you know, shit happens to all of us at some stages in our life. Mm -hmm. it, just, yeah. it just happens. And what we do with the situation is what makes the big difference. You know, whether you get out of it fast, we all have peaks and valleys in our life, all of us. For some, they're longer, for others, they're shorter. But it has a lot to do with how, you, how long you stay down, you know, how long you sort of feel sorry for yourself, how long you blame, how long you point the finger at others before you actually take charge of your life again. And I think in the concept of having an attitude of gratitude, 
you are not likely to be a victim. You are not likely to feel a victim because when you are grateful for what is in your life or what has been in the past, at least for most of the things, I'm not grateful for everything that's happened to me. I've had a pretty tough life and, you know, a lot of things didn't need to happen to me, but I suppose they happened because I needed to learn the lessons. So I am grateful that I got the opportunity to learn the lessons and sometimes... I was a bit dumb, you know, it took me longer than it should have to learn the lessons. It had to be repeated until it was so painful that I finally got it. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And and that's really what makes a big difference. When we start to take charge consciously of our life, when we become aware that it is in my hands who I am and who I will become in this lifetime, then we don't have excuses anymore, then we don't also don't have excuses to stay down anymore. You know, if we do stay down, sometimes I like to feel sorry for myself. I don't know about you, but sometimes I actually enjoy that, you know, for a few <laughs> hours. And, and and then I start laughing. You know, at the end of the day, I have to laugh about it because I just know that that's not me and it doesn't serve me at all. But it's sort of, yeah, you hug yourself, you feel sorry for yourself, and, yeah, it's okay, you know, if you enjoy that for a little bit, but don't stay in it for too long. I see people here in Germany, uh, you know, they're out of work. We've got enough work here, I tell you. Germany is booming. And so why are so many people still out of work? Because they are not looking. Because they rather, you know, wake up whenever they wake up in the morning or afternoon, and switch on the TV and stay in front of that for the rest of the day. Yeah. You know, they choose that type of life, and our government, unfortunately, gives them enough money so that they can live this type of life. And well, I think you know, that, I'm... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, 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 I was going to say, I am reminded of a... a um, a reminder from God that came out uh, the other day, and if for for listeners, if you look at at, at dot com, and if you scroll down on the right navigation, you'll see this little gadget. It's called Reminders from God, and every day it has it says something different. And um, I I ran into it on some other website, and I thought, oh, this is really clever. I should I and and I like the things that it says. Well, one of the things that uh, one of the reminders one day said, and this is reminders from God, so it's God talking to you in theory, and and it said, life with me is not immunity from difficulties, but peace in difficulties. And it goes to exactly what you're saying, because too often people think, well, you know, let's say I read my let's say I read my life manual, let's say I do a reasonably good job of of being, you know, grateful and let's suppose I sit and I thank God for all the blessings that I have, you know, why then do bad things still happen to me? And, you know, the answer of course is no one is promised comfort, right? Like you said, you know, bad things happen to all of us. At some point in our lives it just it just is. It just comes. And, you know, here you have and, and actually this is consistent with the life the life manuals that I have read, um I've I've read, you know, the 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 Bible and I've I've listened to excerpts and explanations from the Bhagavad Gita. 
And what you come to realize is that even God himself, to the extent that there are people who are, you know, in interpreting or writing down, you know, messages that they believe are coming from the divine, you, you are never promised comfort. And you are never promised that everything is going to go well. You are promised that when things do not go well, I'll be there with you. And I will help you through it. And so often when people start to complain, Barbara, they talk about, you know, it's it's almost like they expect that life should have been comfortable and life should have been wonderful the whole time, even though, you know, there's there's never a guarantee that things are always going to go well. So then the question for you is, how do we express gratitude? You know, we talk about being grateful. But when you when you think about what gratitude looks like in our daily lives, what are the what are the things that we should be doing on a regular basis to think about and express our gratitude? Well, I can tell you what I do. That works like a charm, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. very easy, totally free of charge. Takes very little time. <laughs> so perfect for our you know everyday life. I give thanks every night before going to sleep. So I'm already in bed, and I give thanks for all the things during the day that I remember in that moment that I'm grateful for. You know, that uh, I came home, I came back from Spain two days ago. I came really late at night because the train was delayed. I could have focused on that. I could have focused on the delay of the train and that it got really late, but instead, I said thanks because when I arrived here at the train station, I walked to my car. It was icy. I mean, really icy. I could hardly walk with my luggage. And so I said thanks for reaching my car safe and sound, you know, and for, you know, for the car being okay and that it started <laughs> when I needed it to start, that I got home. And my neighbor had all his lights and the whole house ablaze at 1.30 at night, which I was really grateful for because, as I said, I live in the woods. <laughs> so, uh-huh. you know, I could I could find my, my house faster and, and easier and so on and so on. So, you know, it depends where your focus is. So my focus was on the good things that happened. Uh, of course, there were more good things on that day that happened because I was spending time in Berlin with my favorite niece. And so, you know, there was lots of nice stuff. But I remember that I said thanks for these two things that were the last two things that happened to me on that day. And I said thanks for the good part of it. And I didn't focus on the, you know, on the icy part and I didn't focus on the difficult and, and so on that my house was cold because I turned the heating low and so on and so on. No, that doesn't matter because that was my choice. I made that choice before. So yeah, that that makes a big difference. If people do that, last thing at night before going to sleep, you know, give thanks. And if you drift off while you're giving thanks, no problem at all. Because your subconscious will continue to work with those positive thoughts. Most people, unfortunately, they go to bed with all their problems in their head, you know, and they turn them around and churn them around and try to find solutions. Don't do that to yourself because otherwise your subconscious is going to work on all the problems. That means where your focus is, 
this is where things are happening. So if you give your focus to all the stuff that's not working before going to sleep, this is what your subconscious is going to churn over during the night. So mm -hmm. do yourself the favor and give thanks at night, every night. You know, if you forget it once, doesn't matter, but make it a habit. And then in the morning before getting out of bed, however early or late that might be, give thanks again for all the good stuff that you are looking forward to in the day. And that means that you get up with a positive attitude. You get up with the expectancy of good things to happen in that day. And again, it's more likely to happen because that's what your intention is for that day. So set a positive intention. And altogether, this takes maybe a minute a day. It's totally free of charge. You can do it anywhere, <laughs> you yeah. know, where you are. And, of course, may, as soon as you start making that a habit, Spivet, this also means that you start seeing things in different lights. You start noticing small, beautiful things. And you start saying thanks during the day, too. I do that a lot. Just so say, thank you, that was nice. You know, it's like, yeah. It, it makes me feel good also by by saying it or thinking it. But I really do, you know, all the little things. My niece picked me up at the airport. I don't normally get picked up at airports, I mean, unless I go for business. And it's it was so sweet to see her there. You know, I love her to bits. It was so nice to see her, to arrive somewhere, and there she was, and she was waiting, and she was, you know, looking forward to our time together, and I was looking forward to it. And when I saw her, I just said, thanks. It's spontaneous. It's automatic now, you know. When something nice happens or when I see something beautiful like the sun, at the moment everything outside my house is already white, but not because we have snow, because we have so much frost. And the trees look absolutely beautiful, and I love it. And as soon as I see it, automatically I say, mm, that's so nice, thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what about when it's really hard? What about when you are, you know, really annoyed or depressed or angry or, you know, you described a little bit earlier how sometimes you feel sorry for yourself. It's hard to get out of that. Sometimes it's hard to get out of that negative emotional state. Are there ways that you can pull yourself out of that using gratitude? Oh, sure. Well, first of all, when you make this, you know, giving thanks every single day, when you make that a habit, life already changes. It, you, you know, the weight on your shoulder becomes much lighter, no matter in which difficult situation you are. You will notice within two to three weeks, you will notice a difference. Your life seems to be lighter, seems to be nicer. Even so, maybe nothing has changed yet, but you will feel much better. And, of course, when we are in a bad mood, for whatever reason, sad or angry, upset, whatever, and I tell you, I can do all of them. You know, I'm really good at doing that. <laughs> and, but the thing is, I am aware that I am doing it, you know. I am aware. And I can actually enjoy it because I like to, you know, I'm a pretty passionate person. That means I can also get passionately angry. And so I flare up. 
I watch it's like watching yourself, you know, when you have adopted that attitude of gratitude and made it yours, I mean really adopted it, make it your daily habit, I can promise you that you will also be more aware when you are in a bad mood, when, you know, things are not working out. You will notice it much more and you will be able to actually look what you know, to stop and, and take a look at it as if an outsider would look would be looking at you. I'm like I am angry and I'm and I could explode and 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 it's like I'm watching myself being angry and, and quite often I just have to laugh, you know, it's just so funny. And and that's it. You know, it diffuses it immediately because you become aware that not so much that you're doing damage to yourself it's part of our emotional makeup and <clears throat> but it's it's so funny you know it, it for me today most of the time it's funny when i am like that and if you can start adopting that if you can start looking at yourself and start laughing about yourself or smiling at yourself and say, yeah, that's nice, Barbara, I like that, you know, look at yourself, you know, you're behaving like a little stubborn kid, and and then you, you know, it's it changes, it's different, you can pat yourself on the back and say, okay, that's enough for now, you know, just snap out of it, come down, and uh, move on in the day, because we're wasting an incredible amount of energy and time on anger and frustration and worry, uh, you know, because that that takes much more energy than happiness. Happiness, you know, brings us energy, but frustration, anger, and all these negative emotions, they they eat our energy. I think I've read somewhere that up to eight, we use up to eight times more energy when we are upset than when we're happy. So you can imagine if wow. you... It, if you decide to be angry for an hour and scream and shout and, you know, and wish something bad on somebody else and all that that comes with it, uh, that's like an eight-hour workday. So what about that situation with that family member, since we're talking about Thanksgiving and how families spend time together? I, I am quite honestly rather astounded at how often I hear people around this time of year complaining because they are going to spend time with their family because, mm. you know, I, they, they, they don't like each other, they don't get along, and they tend to, in my opinion, they seem to focus on the negative aspects of, of the time that they spend together. So what do you do when you've got, you know, that cousin, that uncle, that someone that you just don't get along with, either because, you know, you just don't like them because they rub you the wrong way, or maybe because every time they show up they're they're either doing things or they're saying things that just get you riled up every single time. What do you suggest people do to deal with those times? Well, maybe more tolerance would help. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, qu- quite often, quite often we reflect. Uh, you know who we are on others, and uh, we perceive others to be like we don't want to be or whatever. You know, I mean, th- it has a lot to do with us. It has a lot to do with the way that you look at things. And I know that I rub people up the wrong way quite frequently. You know, I'm one of those pe- 
persons that polarizes people. Either they love me or they hate me. It's just that's been like this all my life. And today I, I actually quite enjoy that, you know. But we need to be tolerant. We have to respect that another person has the same right to be wherever they you know, need to be or wherever they are in that moment. Uh, you know, we don't know how their day was. We don't know how their life is in general. Because even within families, I'm sure that you've seen that happen. People don't always say what's happening in their lives, and you don't hear about a divorce until it's actually happened, you know. You don't hear about problems in a marriage or in a relationship or with the kids until it's so obvious that you can't look the other way anymore because we don't really want to hear all of that either. So just be more tolerant and be more loving. I mean, you're not going to spend the rest of your life with that person, but you're going to spend a Thanksgiving dinner with them, an afternoon. It's not that much. So just be tolerant, be open, and and come from love. When we come from love, and and you know, love means that we have unconditional love. Not I would I could like him if he wasn't this or that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that of course doesn't work because they are going to be whoever they are going to be, you know, and and they are going to be in the mood in whichever mood they're in. And if people rub me the wrong way, then either I tell them in a gentle, loving way. I used to tell them in a very direct, brutal way. That was my, you know, my way of being in my earlier years. But now I tell them in a loving way or I go out of my way not to be involved so much in a conversation or whatever, you know. I mean, even at a family dinner, you don't have to stay stuck, glued to that one person that you don't like. Why not focus, and again now we go to the attitude, positive attitude, why not focus on the people that you do like? Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, not ignore yeah, not ignore that other person, but not spend, you know, not focus on on him or her. Just focus on the people that you love and be love yourself and be open. And uh, you might be surprised quite often when you change your attitude, when you open up, when you show love and appreciation and respect especially to another person, suddenly they open up and they suddenly become nice. <laughs> and then you're thinking, wow, look how this person has changed. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> the only thing that really changed was maybe you and your attitude. Absolutely, absolutely. And I have this experience in my own personal life more than once that I've changed my way of looking at somebody or at a situation, and suddenly everything changed. Uh, you know, things were solved very fast and easy. And wow, and I think, well, you know, he didn't go. I, I have this situation with my dad once. And I thought, and I came just from a seminar, you know, just from a, a, a workshop where I really noticed a shift happen within me, you know, a shift of love and respect that was obviously not there before. And my dad t- totally changed his behavior towards me, totally changed. And I was standing there, I mean, really with mouth open. And I thought, wow. Who's been to this workshop? 
You know, yeah. I thought he must have been, but it was me because I was different. I showed him a different kind of respect and love that I normally did. And because of that, he could show me back the, the love and respect he had for me. And I could see it because quite often we see what we want to see. And if we think somebody is bad, uh, you know, and, and we don't like them and they're always so noisy and why do they need to always, you know, they never stop, they talk continuously or they never talk or whatever it might be, you know, that annoys you about that other person, then maybe just changing, you know, your your way of looking at that other person can totally, totally, totally shift how they behave towards you because it's not who they are it is the behavior in most cases that we don't like of somebody and it has nothing to do with the personality with the person inside the real essence of that other being and the real essence of every being is love and the real essence of every being is respect and most of us have forgotten about that but when we start to adopt it and this is the only thing that we can change. We can only change ourselves. We cannot change the other person. But when we really adopt this attitude of gratitude, when we really adopt uh, respect and love and show that, then things around us change 100%. With that, let us listen to our second clip of the day. And this is also a moment to be. Hi. This is Barbara Hofmeister from barbarahofmeister.com with her moments to be. And in our last session, I asked you to create a vision of your ideal day. And I want to use a quote that I just found. Give a lot of thought to your future because that is where you're going to spend the rest of your life. That's by Charles Kettering. Give a lot of thought to your future because that is where you will spend the rest of your life. So look once again at your dream vision of that ideal day and continue to improve it without limitations, without impossibilities because they are just in our minds. And if you've gone over it a few times, do it again. You can't do this often enough. And from now on, read your vivid vision at least twice a day. The best time is just after you wake up and before you go to bed because you are not ready for anything until you believe it can happen, until you really trust yourself, until you have faith in your own abilities. Shakespeare said, we know what we are, but we know not what we may be. You see, it's up to you to make that future happen. It is up to you to create who you may be. It's up to you. This is Barbara Hofmeister from barbarahofmeister.com with the moments to be. That really is applicable to everything, isn't it, Barbara? Whether it's your personal relationships, or whether it's your professional day at work, or whether it's just your life in general, because actually if you envision the kind of relationship you want to have, I find that even if you don't quite get to that vision because the other person's only going to come in so far, you can still make huge strides towards 
getting to a much more positive relationship if that's how you approach that relationship. Absolutely, absolutely. Because your your intention is to make this relationship work or to make this work, you know, the job work. That's your intention. So you have the best of intentions already. And you have an expectancy of it working. So, you know, this is where your focus is, this is where your attention is, and this is why it's much more likely to really work. And as you said, it will not be maybe not word perfect, you know, not 100% perfect. But I can tell you one thing. If you really do that, you know, if you really visualize on a on a consistent basis or on a very regular basis and you become very detailed in your vision because most people, they just sort of are very vague in what they want. But if you become really detailed, I know people that really, really make that happen. That's why they say the law of attraction works always. I'm not that fantastically good at manifesting because I'm all over the place all the time, you know. <laughs> my, focus, my focus in most cases is not 100% on one thing, but I can tell you the the occasions when I focus on one outcome, whatever it might be, you know, on one single outcome for one thing, it always happened, always. And it happened at least as I imagined it, in most cases, even better. You know, I got further than I imagined. This is, in, especially at the workplace, we need to have, a, you know, we need to have the attitude of wanting to excel at work. We want to be really, really good. I told you I was last week in Spain, in my house in yeah. Spain, and I haven't been there for three years. And I went to my Toastmasters club, uh, which I founded uh, Ten years ago, and uh, you know, and they're called the achievers because I wanted a club that achieved. You know, that I really wanted a club, a group of people that wanted to achieve things in life. And I have not been there now for three years, and even the last two years before that, I was traveling a lot, so I didn't was not able to go to too many meetings. And I tell you, I was intimidated by the excellence of the club. I was amazed. I was sitting there and thought, wow, this is your baby. You started this. You built it up. And and they all said to me, you know, you are still with us in spirit. We know that you are here all the time. And you help us go past our fears. And you help us, you know, your vision. Because I wrote a vision for the club before I started it, before I built it. And I share that vision with everybody, so even the new members today, they get that vision still. And I was amazed. I thought, wow, this is what manifestation means because, you know, it's there, it's still, it's alive. Even so, I'm not there anymore. The idea, the vision is still alive, and they are living it. And, of course, in, in those three, four years that I haven't been, they have grown so much. It's just absolutely amazing. So, people, when you listen to this, take it serious. You know, don't just take it as an entertaining show. I don't think we're too entertaining today anyway. I'm <laughs> pretty serious. <laughs> but, um, but do take this serious because this stuff really, 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 really works. It really works. And it can turn your life around no matter where you are or in which situation you are right now. 
you can you have that power to turn your life around and adopt some of the things that we are sharing here some of the techniques and start using them they don't cost anything you know this is all you don't have to go anywhere you just have to do it and you will see how it starts changing so if you have a, like you said in your career if you have positive expectations and you apply yourself 100%, of course, that's really important because you can't just sort of have positive, some people think positive thinking stops at the thinking. No, we've got to take action. So obviously you can't sit at home, you know, think positively, I'm going to get a raise, I'm going to get a raise, I'm going to get a raise and not go to work. You know, that's not going to work. You've got to go to work. <laughs> And apply yourself, but apply yourself to the best of your ability, you know, give your best every single day. And you will notice also that you are noticed, you know, people will notice the difference in your attitude. They will notice that you go to, you come to work with a smile, even on a Monday morning, and, yes. and that you actually sure. enjoy it. And this is when you get the feedback. I have one lady that uh, works in a bank near New York somewhere, and she read my book, and we are in good contact now, and she said to me that, you know, that her attitude has changed so much by, by doing the work with me that, you know, she wanted this job so badly, she wanted to work in this bank so badly, and uh, it finally happened, and now since she's been there, it's one of the largest banks in the world, and since she's been here, she has had... Um, how do you say it when you get to a better position? How do you say that? Promoted? Yeah. She got promoted already twice in in under a year. Can you imagine? And the CEO of the company, I mean, we're talking about one of the biggest banks in the world. The CEO knows her by name. So why is that? Because she has that attitude of excellence, you know. She is grateful for having, you know, for having finally reached that position, and now she applies herself every day 100% because she wants to excel for herself. You know, for she knows, I've That's done right. my best today. That makes her feel good. She goes home at night feeling good because she did her best. And if we start well, doing that, I can tell you things change. Sky <laughs> is the limit. So, listeners, I'm going to give you an assignment today, and your assignment is to go away and for the next 30 days practice our attitude of gratitude. As Barbara said, you know, every morning and every night spend at least one minute, at least one minute in silence just appreciating what you have. And the more you count your blessings, the more you will have to be grateful for. And um, come back to the website and uh, post your comments and let us know how well it worked. If you would like to pick up a Moments to Be, you've heard two of them, uh, two of the clips today, uh, you can visit any of the Moments to Be series on thespeedwayshow.com and pick them up for yourself, and you can have an, an entire CD that you can listen to. And um, join us again next week as we kick off our Christmas series. We will be um, talking about uh, all sorts of things that are seasonally interesting. And um, uh, visit thespeedwayshow.com and uh, visit barbarahoffmeister.com and um, pick up some more content. There will be a lot of content associated with this show that will be posted as well. So check that out. And until next week, this is Speedway saying 
Thank you for joining us today, and we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Speedway Show. Until next time, live well, live fully, and love deeply.